The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Before a celebration like this... And the 2-0 pitch, he swings and hammers. Left field and deep. Open up the gates for going home. There are key decisions made every day throughout the organization and on the diamond. This is the show that gives you inside access to everything surrounding your favorite team. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. We're live here at Target Field, right next to the Thompson Reuters Champions Club on a beautiful Sunday here in the Twin Cities as the Twins and the White Sox get set to wrap up a four-game weekend series. And the Twins are after a series win today. First pitch coming up at 110. The pitching matchup will be Andrew Albers for the Twins, opposed by right-hander Anthony Renato throwing for Chicago. I'm Corey Provost. Welcome to Inside Twins. We welcome your questions today. You can reach us in two ways by email, insidetwins at twinsbaseball.com or on Twitter, hashtag twins. And our special guest in the program on this Sunday afternoon, always good to chat with the president of the Minnesota Twins. We welcome Dave St. Peter. Always great to see you, sir. How are you? Good to see you, Corey. Good to be with you today. And uh, great to have you with us for the show. A lot to get to in the next half hour, but uh, I guess big picture, how you holding up? You know, I'm 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 good. I mean, obviously, it's been a disappointing season for for everybody within this organization. Uh, you know, the manager, the coaches, the players, the staff, but but our, our fans. I mean, I think our fans had high hopes coming in, and we uh, instead of taking a step forward, we've taken a step backward. And uh, you know, I think what that has done is forced uh, you know the organization to really move into a new place where we're looking for leadership at the top that, that that's all geared at uh, making sure that we're doing everything we can to maximize the potential of this team. So um, I think sometimes in life you have to take a step back before you can take that step forward. I know that's a cliche, but I think it's true in this case. And I'm very optimistic and bullish about the future of this organization and excited about the process that we're in right now. And nobody really expected that, right? We thought maybe last year was the step forward and that 2016 was going to be an additional step, if not even more? Yeah, no question. I, I think the 0-9, uh, the first two months of the year, really caught us all off guard. We had a great spring training. I think we thought we would have a team that would be very solid offensively. Uh, I don't think any of us thought that uh, you know that uh, the team would perform what, like we did out of the shoot. Um, but I think looking back, uh, you know, certainly the injury to Glenn Perkins, I think, hurt us big time. Uh, the Phil Hughes injury did not help. Uh, we played really poor defense, which, I, you know, I think is, has, has been a, one of the, the stories. And I think Tom Kelly said it, said it best. There's too many uh, wishes and uh, hopes and things of that nature versus things that you could count on. And, uh, you know, maybe there are some lessons to be learned there going forward as an organization. Uh, all that being said, it comes with young players. And I think we knew that there were going to be some growing pains. Just unfortunately, there were probably too many of those over the course of time. I want to go back uh, about a week or so ago. The Twins were in Toronto. You gave a pretty telling interview to Phil Miller uh, of the Star Tribune about the process and about where the organization is at right now with finding that next individual to lead the baseball side of things. Exactly where where are you and Jim Pollitt at right now here in early September? Well, when the when the decision was made with Terry um, and, 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 and he moved away from the organization, we took a step back at that point. Uh, we, we had really not commenced a process prior to that. But we really have had, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of phone uh, conversations and individual meetings with 
uh, owners, uh, current general managers, former, former general managers, uh, people within the media, people within Major League Baseball, about multiple things about this leadership role, structure, um, you know, what, what's going to best uh, suit the Twins, um, and, and then as well individuals, people who might be good fits here. Uh, I think one thing that's come out of that for me is just a solid belief that this is perceived as a great job a solid organization uh, within a great competitive market. I think people view the division of the American League Central as a really good landing spot, a place where you can build a consistent winner based on the opponents, and then, of course, target field and everything that comes with living in Minnesota. So with, you know, I think we've, we've gone to the market buoyed by that, but we've also gone to the market with a structure that really has a top baseball leader with the autonomy and the ability to set up a structure, including the potential hiring of a GM below them, that we think uh, will give us uh, an additional advantage in hopefully getting the best person here. When you say potential hire of a GM, so that's not a guarantee this individual could come in and, and just you know kind of watch over every level of baseball operations for a given period of time. Yeah, I think it's you know I think that's certainly possible. Uh, we 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 caution for providing too much structure, uh, too many. Uh, um, requirements of this individual. We want to give them the ability to, 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 to create that structure. Uh, it's feasible they may want to assess current uh, folks within the organization. It's possible they may want to wear both hats for a period of time. But, but clearly we think that the best approach long-term is for there to be a GM as well as a, uh, a lead baseball person that that GM reports to. Other teams go that route. I think of the Boston Red Sox. I think of the Chicago Cubs, where they have that that president of baseball operations and a GM. Other teams as well. In your research with this, how much say does the GM have, though, if there's somebody above him that supersedes all the baseball operations decisions? Well, one of the things we have found with with all of those clubs that you mentioned and many others uh, is they're all a little bit different. I think it comes down to what that leader does around delegating, what that leader does in terms of understanding their own skill set. At the end of the day, uh, that top baseball person is going to be responsible for the decisions that are made, but we have found that in many cases they're not necessarily making every decision. And I think that that's kind of the yin and the yang of this. If you get somebody who really comes from a a strong player development uh, scouting background, they may want to supplement themselves in the GM role with somebody who's a little stronger in some other areas. Maybe it's uh, analytics. Maybe it's, uh, you know, somebody that comes from a different part of the game, a different background. Uh, I think when done well, it's, uh, one, I don't think it's a one-person job anymore. I think the game has evolved. The role has evolved. Uh, and two, I think that you ultimately find somebody with complementary skills so that you have a more well-rounded leadership uh, role and ultimately certain responsibilities clearly are going to be delegated to the GM. All right, great start to our program here today. We'll step aside, come back. Much more to come with Twins President Dave St. Peter when, when uh, Inside Twins continues on your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Always good to bump back with Dave St. Peter's favorite band, Pearl Jam. Here on this Sunday afternoon, Twins and the White Sox getting ready for Game 4 of this four-game series. You know this song, right? MFC, one of your favorites? By all means, yeah, Corey, whatever you say. <laughs> one of your favorites. We are working to get Pearl Jam to Target Field, Corey. I promise Thank you. That. you. I when promise that, when that. that does happen and that date is announced, I just have this cough that I feel might <laughs> might come along and 
I'm going to guess Chris Chris Atterbury is going to be summoned on the road whenever that <laughs> just, takes just, place. Just may happen. We'll get to that, though, uh, later on. But uh, great to visit with you. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. In our first segment, Dave, we, we dug into where you guys are at, you and, and ownership, on the on the search to lead the next phase of baseball operations. When did you and Jim know that hiring a firm was the best course of action? Well, when when the decision was made again with Terry, you know, Jim and I had had a lot of discussions leading up to that, and you know, we thought that there was some benefit to engaging Corn Ferry. That's the group. They're they're simply a consultant to us, and have really helped us with some of the logistics and some of the administrative nature of this. Uh, make no mistake, the search is being uh, run by Jim and I, and um, I think it's critical that we play that active of a role. So. Uh, they've been a good resource. Corn Ferry just went through two recent searches, uh, both in Toronto and uh, in Milwaukee, uh, that were take that took place last year. And I think because of that, uh, they're very current with some of their um, uh, process and, and, and certainly some of their data. But uh, we've supplemented that through our own dialogue and our own uh, vision for this role. And uh, I think it's been a positive process to date. I know you can't speak uh, to certain individuals that, that may or may have not interviewed for the job, but during the interview process that has begun, what are some of the prevalent questions you and Jim are asking these individuals? Well, I think you're looking for somebody who has leadership qualities at the end of the day. That's probably the, the, the biggest uh, thing we're looking for, You know, somebody who is going to be uh, understand that, that they can't do it all. Somebody is going to understand they're going to need to rely on and build a team of, of folks. Um, you know, somebody who's going to be able to work closely across all areas of our baseball operations group. So the relationship with our manager, uh, with our coaching staff, to some extent our players. So clearly somebody who has a grasp of, uh, you know, all of the data and all the information that uh, that is available to them to make the best decision. So clearly there's a role for traditional uh, scouting, uh, our, our minor league development, um, but 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 it also in today's world includes, uh, you know, a fair amount of uh, metrics around analytics and sports science, and certainly nutrition plays a role. So, um, I think at the end of the day, I describe it that somebody who has that vision, um, but also has the ability to to set forward strategies aimed at uh, allowing us to ensure that we that we can accomplish our goals. So, it it's a you know, it's an executive-type position, uh, and somebody who, uh, whether they have that leadership experience, certainly has to have the ability to grow into that leadership experience over time. When Jim Polad announced early on in the process that no matter who comes in, Paul Molitor is going to be back to manage this team in 2017, there was this big you know, flare-up. Is that going to scare away candidates? Have you found that at all? Has that been a roadblock during this process? It has not been a roadblock during this process. Now, the process is not complete. Uh, we're just uh, generally on the front end of it in terms of interviewing candidates. But to this point, uh, it has not been viewed as a negative. Uh, Paul's reputation across the game is um, is very, very strong. You know, clearly on the field, a Hall of Fame player. But people from the outside, I think, look at Paul as a very credible uh, uh, leader, uh, somebody who has had some success as a manager, certainly 2015. Uh, we had a pretty good year. Probably outperformed our, our, you know, our, our the strength of our club. Paul deserves some credit for that in terms of milking extra victories, probably out of the 2015 season. Um, so to this point, I, I think Paul is viewed as an asset, not as a, as, as a weakness. So, um, and we thought that was the case when Jim had made that commitment, and that's what we found. 
How has Rob Anthony performed during this during this time during this interim time uh, the last month or so? I think Rob has done a great job. Um, he has taken uh, firm uh, control of our baseball operations group. Uh, he's conducted himself as I knew he would as as a professional, but he's also tried to be aggressive, uh, much behind the scenes to try to make this team better. Um, there are some things that obviously did not happen at the trade deadline. A couple things did, but, and we were happy with those moves. We think those are the, were the right moves. But we tried to do a lot of other things, both uh, on July 31st as well as at the end of August. And um, I can tell you that Rob's approach uh, was, I think, a little different than Terry's behind the scenes. But um, I, I think he's done a really nice job, and, and I'm happy uh, for him to have this opportunity. And he certainly is going to have an opportunity to interview for uh, the leadership role within our organization going forward. Was that important to you that he was different, not necessarily, but just maybe had a different look and a different plan than, than what Terry had? Well, you know, Rob's his own man. You know, he's been in the organization, um, you know, for a long, long time and has seen things, and he brings certainly his own unique set of, of, of strengths. Um, you know, I think Rob, uh, you know, clearly has uh, – great relationship skills um, and, and I think that's part of this job as well as the ability to have those relationships and build that trust whether it be with your scouting group or with your major league manager or to some extent with agents uh, and others so um, he's proved himself as, as an assistant GM um, in terms of his ability to to uh, to navigate those waters, but I also think he he knows what he is. He knows what he isn't. So he's not afraid to acknowledge that there's other areas that uh, uh, maybe he would need some help on that we would go out and supplement either internally or externally. One more before we take our next break. Time frame for this first hire. Do you have do you have a goal in mind? You know, we we set a goal at, when it started of of trying to put ourselves in a position to complete it by the end of the baseball season. Uh, we know that clock is ticking. Uh, I can't say we feel tremendous pressure to, to complete our search by the end of the season. Some of the candidates that uh, it's likely that we'll talk to um, are in the midst of a season and in the midst of a pennant race. So timing uh, is going to be a concern potentially for them wanting to uh, see through the, the current season. So, um, you know, I would say that for us, uh, clearly uh, over the course of the next 60 days, Corey, I think it's important that we complete this search. I don't think we want the baseball calendar to evolve much beyond uh, uh, the end of October. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's something that we're focused on, but we're not concerned about it at this point. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to come. We thank Dave St. Peter for his time. Inside Twins continues live from Target Field on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back. Inside Twins continues live from Target Field on a beautiful Sunday here at the ballpark. Twins after a series win, Game 4 against the Chicago White Sox. The pitching matchup will be Andrew Albers and Anthony Renato, right-hander opposing for Chicago. Dave St. Peter is our guest in the program here today. Normally after the season is over, not long after the last out is made, the Twins hold their organizational meetings in Fort Myers in early to mid-October. With what's going on and the unknown with the front office, baseball-wise, are the organizational meetings on hold? No, Corey. They're, they're scheduled. Uh, you know, obviously everything could be subject to, to change in terms of dates. But um, just because we're doing a search doesn't mean that the, the baseball calendar is going to wait for us to get that done. <laughs> so we as an organization have to keep moving. So Rob Anthony and I talked about it. Um, uh, our folks are going to assemble mid-October. Um, 
and uh, hopefully our search will be completed by then and and uh, you know the will be moving forward uh, you know toward 2017 with that leadership in place but uh, those meetings are going to take place in Fort Myers it's important I think that our folks gather and, 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 and really start the due diligence process around what we're going to focus on to make this team better in 2017. Uh, you're incredibly, uh, you know, you know, you're around on Twitter. You're active with the fan base all the time. Uh, the number one question concern that, that a Twins fan is asking you right now. Well, they're frustrated and, you know, a fair number of them are angry with us. They just, I think they want to see us play better. And I think it's pitching, pitching, pitching. I think the level of frustration about our pitching staff and how we have performed there is, is a number one concern. I'd say defense is is, uh, is a close second. Um, you know, again, offensively, I think if you look at the numbers, this team has, has scored some runs. I think they... They're encouraged by young players. Um, I think everybody has, has seen, and uh, Kepler and Polanco and uh, even Bucks in the last couple of days gives you flashes of really what that can be and hopefully will be. So I think that there's a level of optimism there, but I think there's a level of maybe skepticism around whether we, we've assembled enough pitching. So that's going to need to be our focus to make sure that we – uh, give our, our ourselves a better chance to win each and every night with that starting staff and, of course, some of the pieces in the bullpen that maybe our question marks we're going to need to address. We have spent the bulk of this show today on, on the topic of baseball and, and personnel and that side of it. But from your seat, from a business standpoint, this season the toll it is taking from a business standpoint here in 2016? Well, I mean, it's a challenge. Uh, you know, again, our, our fans, uh, you know, uh, deserve a better better product. Uh, all that said, we're going to probably draw nearly 2 million people, which I can assure you I don't take for granted. And when you look at how that attendance stacks up around the league, uh, you know, I think it's respectable considering our on-field performance. But it's not where we should be. We should be pushing 2.5 million, approaching 3 million. With a competitive team, I think we would be. So we have a lot of work to do there, and I think we're going to have to earn our way back, Corey. It isn't just going to happen. There's going to need to be a – we're going to need to regain some level of credibility in the marketplace, uh, not so much with the hardcore, diehard fans. I think those folks will be here. Um, it's with that more casual fan that uh, loves Target Field, but we want to get those folks to come out here more than once or twice a season. We want them to come out four or five times, and that's what a, a competitive team can do. That's what we saw last year. Uh, some of those uh, metrics started to look a lot better uh, as we played meaningful games uh, uh, deep through the month of September. All right, last break. We'll come back and wrap up Inside Twins next on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Last two minutes here with Dave St. Peter. We thank him for his time on this Sunday afternoon. Something that I have not heard much about in recent months is the pending labor deal. And that quietly maybe is under the radar, but this is a labor year where the CBA expires, I think, uh, what, December one. Uh, what's happening on that front? Well, I think the fact that you haven't heard much about it is a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I think any time labor creeps into the headlines, it's it's not necessarily a positive sign. So there's been a lot of discussion uh, between Major League Baseball and the MLBPA, and I know there's a variety of different issues that are important to each side. Um, and you've heard some things, uh, you know, uh, filter in, maybe shortening the schedule, certainly some of the rules changes that Commissioner Manfred has talked about. And um, I'm optimistic that you'll see a new collective bargaining agreement agreed to. Uh, hopefully it'll be before December 1st. I don't think there's 
much reason to believe that that, that fans should fear a, a, any type of a work stoppage for 2017. Um, but obviously, there are there are things that that are going to be important to players, or going to things that are going to be important to the league to to address, and all those things are going to be on the table here over the course of the next couple months. Is an idea of mandatory getaway day games plausible? <laughs> You know, that's a that's yes, I think it is plausible. I think there always will be asterisks and exceptions to that. Um, clearly, uh, the Twins, I think, have one of the better reputations of playing day games on getaway days, uh, but we don't do it every time. Mm-hmm. So there's some other factors there that play into it, but particularly within time zones uh, or maybe when you're traveling one time zone, uh, I'd like to think that... Um, that that we can manage that, and uh, you know, there are some teams that are better than others. Going to the state fair tonight? I am going to go to the state fair tonight. Make my annual trek over there with uh, with my oldest son, and uh, going to eat dinner over there. So ask me how I'm feeling tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's a day game tomorrow. Remember, <laughs> I know I'm going to have to bring my A game. Hey, thanks for the time. Always appreciate All the right, insight. Corey, let's get a win today. All right, sounds good, Dave St. Peter. We thank him, the president of the Minnesota Twins. We thank you for listening. Much more to come here on the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We have the pregame show with Chris coming up in about three minutes, and then game four at 110. It'll be Andrew Albers for the Twins and Anthony Renato, right-hander throwing for Chicago. Twins after a series win, 51-85, and White Sox 64-71. and Stay tuned. Chris's pregame show is next. We thank you for tuning in. More to come on this beautiful Sunday, Labor Day weekend, and your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamonds, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.